Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man for at least 22 to 35 minutes, Crazy Dre, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's, pod, Andre's Podcast. You can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and other uh, platforms that are out there. And you can either email me at crazydre.com, crazydre at gmail.com for any questions or statements or whatever reason you want to. I don't care. I would like to thank that one person out there that's listening to my podcast. Uh, I think it's uh, very important for me to do a podcast just because there are not many people with some form of disability that talk about life itself, uh, things that we want to talk about, things that we uh, think about, the things that we're going through, so on. So I would like to thank that one person that's listening and other people that are out there. If you listen to this podcast, great. Uh, if you don't, that's fine. So today I'm going to talk about voting. I just voted for the first time. As most of you know, I was adopted uh, when I came to America, uh, my parents never made me a citizen because either they didn't know how to do the paperwork or didn't want to or were lazy. I just never understood. And this also happened to my sister who is also adopted. Uh, she, and I, she and I are not blood related. So for two different reasons. So... Back then, uh, when when kids were being adopted, they had the parents had to file another uh, document to make me into a citizenship with proof of my parents as American citizens. Uh, sometime in two thousand and one or two thousand and five, sometime in that era, uh, they they changed the law and. and when two American parents adopted a child outside the outside the state or country, obviously country, uh, proving that they were citizens was enough to make them citizens of America. So, if people out there are interested, who are older, who don't know what to do, go to the citizenship platform and. Value paperwork. Uh, it cost me a total of twelve hundred dollars, little over. Uh, I had uh, I had to pay seven hundred and fifty dollars, thanks to my aunt that helped out about that, and I had to pay a judge. Also, thank you for my aunt for doing that as well. Uh, that cost me like five hundred bucks. So that in itself is is why I could vote now. And uh, and it's a very different experience. My first time I was, no, I wasn't really nervous. I was just kind of like anxious. I was really uh, upbeat. I really wanted to to do it. I thought it was a great way of, of showing your representation of a citizenship. It's one of those things that even the U.S. Constitution uh, implies that Americans should do that, to vote. Uh, it's our duty to do it. Um, 
I know it's difficult for most Americans who are who've been here for generations to to either even vote. They have no or little faith in the system. They they just may not like it just because of that reason of not really knowing who they're voting for, uh, why they're voting for, uh, different other reasons, of course. So one of the things I came across with understanding how to read a ballot and understanding what is on in a ballot and and what it comes to find out obviously i always kind of knew that these commercials did an injustice to any candidate who's running for office for the house or the state or or governorship anything or any uh court and I really think that one of the things that they need to do is uh, put more facts on these commercials instead of making these commercials look like uh, clown uh, entertainment, um, some weird uh, angry bitterness towards uh, the Democratic Party runner or the Republican Party runner or the liberal or or the Green Party, or the Green Tea Party, or whatever. I think these commercials should do a lot better job of explaining to to Americans who and what they're voting for. I think that's part of the reason why people don't vote, because these commercials are misleading. They're not really about facts. They should be more about facts, about policies, different policies, not just one or two, but many many more policies that they may disagree about or agree with uh, the candidate that they're uh promoting uh i know next year or the the next time i'm able to vote i'm going to to find a way to look up more destructive information about the candidates uh now i know why people do the absentee uh, ballots so they can actually look up the who they're running or who's running and which office and what department and what and for whatever reason. So a lot of these absentee ballots are for people that cannot go to the voting booth but can mail it in. But I see a lot of people who want to take the absentee ballots so that they can do their own self-education of the people who are they're going to vote for i think that's a great idea great idea that's part of the proposal too i'll get to that in a minute um so our governorship was up for for the seat and Obviously, we have Governor Whitner, and the Republican Party was uh, Miss Dixon or Mrs. Dixon. Uh, our governor has obviously is a Democrat. She obviously had to shut down the state through COVID. Uh, our school, our schools, uh, kind of got beaten up for. For not having kids in school, uh, our scores were a lot lower than other states in the 48 continental states. 
what else? Uh, she started to do the the work for construction on the roads towards the end of the obviously before the uh, the, the election date of November eight. This is past November eight. But I don't think she did a bad job. I think she did a decent job. I don't think she did a great job. But obviously she allowed her her husband to take the boat out last summer. And she told everyone to be locked up and stay at home and not do anything, which kind of didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but let's go to Trudy Dixon. Uh, she's a Republican Party. She's a Trump supporter. Uh, she is supported by the the divorces. Uh, people out there may know Eddie DeVos. Uh, she was at one point in charge of the Department of Education. She did a horrible job, I guess. She really supported the private the private school sector kind she ignored the public school uh dilemma and and that's uh dixon's bank account that's who she got donation most by supposedly uh i did watch the the debate between Miss Dixon and Mrs. Whitner. Uh, I think, I think Dixon did a horrible job. I think she just completely repeated all the bad things that she didn't like about Miss Whitner or Mrs. Whitner. Uh, clearly, she stated that our, that she had a lockdown of the state too long. She didn't do enough work on the construction on the roads. Uh, the school system failed. Our kids are failing. But every time she, every time anyone asked her a question, she didn't answer the question. She just went back to reminding Americans or the state of Michigan, uh, Michiganers how much Whitner failed. Uh, I think Whitner didn't do such a bad job. I think maybe she did lock up the schools a little bit too long. Uh, I do think that her her bipartisanship, based on what she did, is a lot better than what most of us would expect. Uh, one of the things that I kind of find out that was really interesting was that Trudy Dixon, Proposal 3, uh, she rejected Proposal 3 and said that she believed that abortion was completely, should be completely illegal. And it's kind of strange to listen to that from a woman who's running for office, who knows that half of the people who are going to vote for her or who are going to vote are going to be women, which I think that's it's a strange stance for any woman to say they don't believe in any type of abortion, unless you're a person who is a hyper Christian, hyper uh, 
a Muslim or a Jewish person that don't use any kind of type of contraceptives, uh, you know, from having your husband wear a condom or you taking a birth control or your husband take or getting a vasectomy. Those are the type of people that that don't believe in abortion. They just keep popping up babies left and right. Which I, that's fine. But I still don't think that. I think that era of trying to have 12 babies is way obsolete. And, and for Miss Dixon to say that if a child is, a, if a girl is in, in this, in a, in a sex scandal of incest or rape, she's not allowed to have an abortion. Um, it's ridiculous. I it'd be like, it'd be like a, being a, a a governor and being a man and saying that I believe in all contraceptives besides vasectomies. I'm pretty sure that over sixty five percent of men would not vote me in. And maybe 25% of women would not vote me in. Because if I if I would tell American people that I believe in other contraceptives, like wearing condom, um, having a woman get her tubes tied, but not allowing men to get vasectomies, it'd be just a ridiculous thing to talk about. Be, it'd just be dumb. So I feel like I feel like Miss Dixon was completely off the wall. I don't understand why she did that. I think she's kind of dumb. I don't know why people have to stick to their parties over abortion. I don't even think that, in some ways, I think that the states have way too much power to tell people what to do. They can vote it in, but to have... Like I don't mind voters voting against an abortion, but there should be some stipulations to those rules. I get it. People, some people just don't believe in abortion because when they have sex, there that's the the point of them having sex to make their spouse happy, and then obviously both of them do to climax together, and by doing that. You know, you have to get to the point of orgasm and 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 ejaculation. That's how it works. Most of us will just pull out and hope for the best. And well, that's what married people do, I guess. Uh, single people, they're not having sex as much, I guess. That's what they say. Because, long story short. No one knows how to integrate with each other no more. So that's proposal three. I mean, do I agree with it? Yeah, but I'm going to agree with it for different reasons. Uh, not going to talk about it anymore. I don't really, I think that's another subject, another time. Uh, proposal two is more about early vote ballots to be allowed allows uh, uh, any military personnel that's outside of the country to be able to vote in their state of their representation of who they want 
in office and who they don't want in office. For that reason, military, that's great to have absentee votes. Um, they should also make it more clear about showing your state ID uh, must be present when you're dropping off the, your your ballot. It's very important so that people can't steal your identity in itself. Um, I do think that the absentee ballots is going to help out to make the voting more people vote. And I think that they should, actually. It's good that they do have the, the fact that anyone can get a absentee ballot. Um, I know when I voted, it was very... The only thing I really knew to vote on is the governorship and then all these other courts in Grand Rapids it was very difficult to know who you're voting for because half the people that I it's on the ballot I've never heard of and it's very unclear on where, where they stand based on the commercials and like what I said before I think these commercials need to be me they need to be more clarified who and what your their policies are, not just based on the fact that they're Republicans. Like when two people, Democratic Party, uh, Mr. Gibbs and Miss Scotton, were running for the same seat, one was against the police department and wanted to to reduce the police force and the other one wanted more police force and that's all they went by that's the only thing that they talked about and they made a really ridiculous commercial on Scotland on on her behalf for why not to vote for her and that didn't make no sense I mean they did bring up when she did when she did her commercials and she showed her her policies or what she believed in or where she came from, I mean, to be that high in court was not enough for me to vote for her. Uh, I voted for Gibbs. Uh, I just think that for someone that worked with uh, other people in in the White House in the in the past was a much better uh, choice than than Miss Scotton or Mrs. Scotton, but she won, so it's not a big deal to me. I think it's great that she won. I mean, she's got to do her job. She's got to hopefully be able to do her job properly. Uh, I do think that that. For them to have uh, 24-7 drop boxes for for the ballots to be dropped off is a great thing. It should be funded by the state. It's based on how many people are, are living in that county. It's based on how many boxes, drop-off boxes are. I think that's a great idea. Um, let me see. What else can I say about this? I do think, let's see here. Well, I guess we talked about Proposal 1, about the House, Senate seat. Uh, 
I think one thing that's interesting about this is that they are reducing they are reducing the the years for the House and Senate to to be in office, but they're more cons- they're much more they're they're allowing them to be voted in more often in less years, which in some ways makes sense. I don't think that people should be in office for twenty years or fifteen or twenty five or thirty or forty. That's not good. But I do think that by having them to be allowed to have three or four consistently, I mean, uh, continuously uh, voting possibilities to run for that same office is a good idea because it allows that person to concentrate on the job that they were hired to do instead of uh, being voted out every two years or every three years or every, I mean, sorry, every six years. I just think that there might, there needs to be more consistent in the house and Senate and when their job is done, it's done, and then they can move on out of the House or Senate. They can pursue some other career. Uh, some people think that by having them having a more a continuously uh, uh, office, so if you're allowed to have three or four or three cons- continuously of falling ballots, it creates a problem because then you have the lobbyists involved, you have some form of corruption. But I do think that this law, Proposal 1, is going to enforce anyone that takes money from lobbyists or private sector or any type of sector to show their documents of income. I think that's very important for any state to have, any president to have, especially when they're in office, so that we know where the money is being spent or where our tax money is going. Uh, I think I think if you're trying to make your life career as a politician, you're, a, you're basically a mockery to George Washington and John Adams and Thomas Jefferson and and any anyone else out there, especially our founding fathers, who 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 understood that being a lifetime commander in chief, being a lifetime politician, is not good for any country or anybody, because then it creates some form of like monarchish government, a dictatorship government. Um, I think I think they should be passing laws for for some form of 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 punishment for taking funds that are illegal or taking um, funds and using extra money on extra vacations. Um, I really don't think that any gov- any person in politics should have anything to do with the stock market outside their job. 
So everyone in politics should be treating their their seat like a part-time job. And half the time they should be at work. And the other half, they should be looking for new laws or understanding new laws or understanding new policies or American belief system or whatever comes in place where Americans are flustered or confident about. The politicians should do that type of job. And when they're done with half of that during the week, then they go back home and work as a construction worker, doctor, uh, mechanic, or whatever. But I do think that I do think that that any person that's involved in politics should not be allowed to do any type of any type of trading that gives them a completely advantage to making millions of dollars. Um, Pelosi's husband, the Speaker of the House, Miss Pelosi's husband was attacked by some intruder that was waiting or looking for Mrs. Pelosi. And instead, the attacker found him. And repeatedly beat him with a ba- uh, with a hammer. And hopefully the guy's okay. Hopefully Pelosi's husband's is okay. But there is information that she is actually, or her husband's actually doing inside trading. And you can't count him as inside trader because. He's not part of a government, sh- any type of government. It's his wife. He's just doing it from the outside, looking in. And she just happens to be there taking advantage of the situation. But this is how she's becoming a millionaire. And that type of stuff should stop. One, they should stop attacking politicians. And two, politicians should stop inside trading. So Proposal 3 made a lot of sense in behalf of the fact that all representations of any type of office in government should show their tax forms. They just should. And there should be a max of amount of money that any politician can make per year as a governor. I mean, as a politician in the House or Senate. I mean, that's simple. So I'd like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. I know it was a little boring. I don't think it was boring. I think it was good. Um, for anyone that's out there that's disabled, I encourage you to keep moving, uh, keep exercising, um, keep up with your re- your uh, your re- rehabs. Um, hopefully you're doing well. Um Again, this is a Crazy Dre podcast show, uh, Andre's podcast, uh, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre. Uh, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. You can also uh, email me at Podcast 
at gmail.com. Let me know how I'm doing. I don't know how, well, I don't think I'm doing that well, but this is good for me, at least. All right, peace, love, and uh, see you next time. All right, yeah.